0: For twenty-five percent off your DNA test kit. I'm the Cannamom Joyce Gerber, and with little help from my friends, I want to hold your hand on my way to the Yellow Submarine. And hey, Jude, can you just let it be?
1: If you recognize some of those Beatles lyrics, you will love our guest today. She's a doctor of sociology, but Candy Leonard is also an expert on the Beatles. What does that have to do with cannabis? Find out next on the Cannamom Show. Welcome to another edition of Cannamoms. Moms. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber, and on this podcast, which will be available on the Pro Cannabis Media website, Clnsmedia.com, iTunes, Spotify, and other leading podcast distributors. Today I'll be speaking with my special guest, Candy Leonard. Welcome, Candy. Hi, Joyce. She is the author of the book Beatleness: How the Beatles and Their Fans Remade the World. She is also a researcher and a canna-curious baby boomer who will be sharing her insights into how the Beatles brought weed to the suburbs. (laughs) Welcome. How are you today? I'm
2: good. Thank you for inviting me on.
1: You are very welcome. So, like Tyrion Lannister said on last week's Game of Thrones finale, storytellers have the power to change the world. And we are here today to continue telling the stories of the emerging cannabis industry with my guest, Candy, who I think would argue that it's really musicians who have the power to change the world. (laughs) Her lifelong interest in cultures and her Beatles fandom led her to write Beatleness, How the Beatles and Their Fans Remade the World. And today, we'll be talking, obviously, about the Beatles, right? And then we'll be talking about baby boomers and their needs, and maybe, if we have some time, we'll be talking about research and data. So...
2: Okay.
1: Great to see you, Candy. How are you today?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here.
1: I'm glad you are. So I always start just to ask my guest, what's your cannabis story? What do you want the world to know today?
2: Well, what I want the world to know and my cannabis story may or may not be the same thing, but I'll tell you about my cannabis
1: <laughs> story. It's a big, <laughs> it's a long, fruitful life, and lots of interesting things have happened, exactly. so we're focusing on this.
2: Um, I, I guess my cannabis story begins probably in 1967 or 1968. Okay. Um, when I first. Learn, and I can't remember exactly, but I'm assuming based on what memories I do have. Yeah, that's still HM. <laughs> to that, that was probably around the time that I uh, first encountered the Beatles. Marijuana.
1: Oh, no. So were the Beatles and marijuana together?
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing I mean, I think that growing up in the 60s right. um, was a very interesting time to grow up for I agree. a number of reasons. And so you know, if you like I was born in nineteen fifty six. So when okay. the Beatles came to the to America in nineteen sixty four and that everything that happened since, I mean, right. it was really a before and after kind cultural of cultural moment. Right. And you lived it. And right. You- I lived through it and I lived to tell about it. And and weed is part of the story, cannabis yes. is part of the story and that And was that something you had actually thought about when you were writing this book? No, no, but when – the book is in some sense a cultural history of the 1960s through okay, the eyes of young people who were engaged with the Beatles and pop music in general so okay. and the politics and everything else. so Which was all
1: intertwined, especially with – given what happened in the 70s with uh, – President Nixon and cannabis, exactly exactly. right. I mean,
2: you know, when people talk about the sixties, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or a cultural revolution. I mean, (laughs) so so certainly, um, cannabis was a part of that. So I think where it gets to the Beatles and the introduction of um, cannabis to this generation, right? We learned that you know the Beatles were smoking weed. Uh um, And do you you
1: remember your parent? Were your parents appalled by that idea, or did they have any? site to you that you remember?
2: Well, the only conversation I had ever with my parents about marijuana was once they found... Rolling papers, Ooh. okay. <laughs> in the bathroom, and I can't believe I'm telling this. <laughs> right. and this this might fine. have been already in the '70s. This is a generational.
1: This is a generational discussion, yeah. and we're changing the stigma, and we're changing the shame, and we're trying to reframe right. well, the narrative. So the
2: changing, the, yeah. the rebranding, and the destigmatization is hugely well, important. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so so with my parents, yeah, they found, and I and I think they asked me, and I said it was like you know like eye tissue, like for cleaning. Right. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Know, I got, but mm-hmm. um. You know, so I, I as a young person was a let's say early adopter, mm-hmm. and it was a bit, it was period. counterculture back in the day. It was part of the culture, and it was mm-hmm. something you know. You, but but it was quite, uh, it was a really, I wouldn't say daring thing to do because people mm-hmm. were doing it. But but you knew you could get in a lot of trouble, and people did get and a lot of trouble. Did get into a lot of trouble. Kids got mm-hmm. busted. Um, you know, it's going to go on your permanent record, right? And yeah, all yeah. this. So there was, I think the culture was in many ways giving us a mixed message because, on the one hand, you know, it's illegal, it's bad. Um, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. You deserve to be in jail for the rest of your life if you right. have a well, joint. On the other hand, <laughs> certainly by the mid late sixties, what I call the high sixties mm-hmm. no (pun intended), uh-huh. every variety mm-hmm. show you think back to oh, Smothers Brother brother exactly, yeah. Martin, Laff yep, yep, and yep. Johnny Carson. I mean, there were always these, these sort of wink and nod to what was going acceptance on, acceptance and mm-hmm. recognition. About people getting high. I mean, I yeah. think about the, the, the skits that they used to do on the Smothers Brothers, share a little tea with Goldie. Oh. You know, which. <laughs> so I, I, do, I
1: do sort of remember I was young and I didn't quite understand it, but I was entertained by it. I do remember right.
0: that. So <laughs> there
2: was this kind of like, here it is for those who are bold or adventurous mm-hmm. enough. And, but it's illegal. It's and, illegal. And so, but my own experience. And legal and
1: like, and, and it would destroy brain cells. That's what I remember being told.
2: Well, that was really more with LSD. Well, I remember there were but there were definitely that, headlines. That was a thing well, that then it was bad for you. It was very bad some, for you in very yeah.
1: specific ways. Yeah, right. and
2: it was and it was illegal. Yeah. And I think our takeaway about marijuana at the time was that it was ridiculous that it was illegal, and also mm. getting back to the Beatles yeah, for exactly a moment, like the we saw not only the Beatles but other cultural figures that mm. we admired who were mm. hugely successful and brilliant and innovative. Right. using Using this thing and and I will say now that I've done more
1: research you know I've learned a lot about the jazz era Louis Armstrong I mean that was just it was part of the culture it wasn't you know we have to remember not until 1937 was the Marijuana Tax Act signed and you know that was a whole shift in our culture and again uh, jazz musicians had been using it forever it was just it wasn't even considered it wasn't even considered a problem until someone made it a problem
2: right and that was um, you know driven by racial xenophobia yep and also in the 60s too um they couldn't. They part of the crackdown on marijuana was also a crackdown on on um, anti-war a way to exactly crackdown on anti-war protesters. Those crazy hippies and hippies. Yeah. Um, but you really can't separate. You okay. know. So back to the so back to
1: the so you do remember actually um, when there was the arrest where Paul was arrested in what was the story? I
2: remember when um, uh, well John was arrested. John was arrested. Sorry, John, John was arrested, was arrested okay. in 1969. I remember hmm. that. Um, which really had a huge impact Mm -hmm. on his uh, future because he pleaded guilty to protect Yoko, who was in a custody battle for her daughter. And that guilty plea ended up – was used against him by the Nixon administration when he was trying to get his American citizenship. In fact, he couldn't – Lenin could not come into the U.S., um, until I think seventy one or something, then he finally got the temporary, and then eventually his green card. But um, when they did the bed ins and all that, I don't know if people remember know. that. In the sort of, they did right? it from Canada, from Montreal, because they couldn't the United States because they couldn't come in.
1: Interesting. The the rules and the laws that are created. Well, we had this discussion in the car. About right. <laughs> what I mean, because rules I mean, if, you are know, people
2: who used the people who used cannabis were in some way marginal, subversive, dangerous, and even if they were artists, you know, artists. Well, they were, were creating, grouped into that, right? And they were creating,
1: so. you know, what they say about el- cannabis, it elevates your experience, it gives you a new perspective, right. and you know, this is part of this. The counterculture, I suppose, is allowing yourself to live outside the structures that were created right. for you.
2: But that countercultural vibe around marijuana, cannabis, still exists even today.
1: Oh, it absolutely. And I, act- and I, act- I act- think that yeah. that's a really That's the thing a we're a trying problem. to break down. So what do you say? So you're you know, your friends who are in their 60s now, and, and my friends in the 50s come up to me all the time because they haven't used this product in many, many years. Mm-hmm. What they know about it is wrong because what I knew about it was wrong, and I've had to re-educate myself. Right. So. Well, Again, you know, what are people saying to you? And, and do they come up with, to you with whispers?
2: Like, cannabis. Well, I'm not like, <laughs> I mean, this is really the first time I'm kind of really, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, in yeah. any public way talking uh-huh. about this. But um, my own experience, like, I didn't, you know, engage with cannabis in any way for right. many, many years. Right. And I think that's probably true of most people of my generation. So, it's hard to get. Wor- how, how did you find it? <laughs> it's it hard to find. Also, like, you're working. You're raising kids. Oh, you other know, things it, going on. it's like, Right. You know, I mean, I think for for most of my you know thirties, forties, fifties, you know, occasionally you might go to a party. Or right. A I'd, I'd had some girlfriends. Like, you know.
1: We'd go to the Cape. It was very like underground, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah.
2: But now, um, you know, is is a whole new thing. So I um,
1: whole new world to read, like whole Jimmy new says.
2: World to read <laughs> but now I'm um approaching it from a medical aspect, health and wellness, which is really our focus here. here this is right. Really, my mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a. Um, qualitative research consultant Uh, and I've done a lot of I spent many years doing focus groups and in-depth interviews. So data, you love data. I love data, but I love qualitative data. Good data.
1: You like good data. Which is
2: what people tell you and looking for the patterns in what people tell you. So this brings
1: me into our next segment, not that the Beatles couldn't cover an entire 30 minutes, but when you talk about your experience in dispensaries, so you are coming into these dispensaries as a baby boomer with a certain perspective, with very specific health concerns, right? and you are feeling, we've talked about this, you've been feeling when you go into this. It's the demographics, but it's, it's not geared towards the baby boomer's sensibilities, and part of it, you know, you, you, have, you, it, yeah. you have some ideas on how this could be right. fixed, and as I said in the outro, this is the emerging market, and these are people with money yeah. who are willing to spend in the dispensaries, <laughs> right. and they want to feel comfortable.
2: There are too many barriers, okay. I think, is what it comes down to. But I
1: think everyone sort of agrees to you know, the fact that there's so many barriers. There's a lot of barriers. And you still At, feel like you're doing something illegal. You have to show your two IDs, go through two checkpoints. Yes,
2: there's this whole, <laughs> and the fact that it's cash only. And I mean, cash it, only, Yeah, there, There's a lot of cultural aspects around this that still Mm -hmm. contribute to that notion Mm -hmm. of outlaw, clandestine, whatever, stigmatized. Kind of wink, wink
1: to the person behind you in line. Exactly. (laughs) And
2: and it has to be changed. I mean, it's funny because you go into a dispensary and it's like, oh, am I going to see somebody here I know? And then you're like, who cares? But, but But yet there's this kind of... It's a little subculture. The little, it, 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 I don't know. It's
1: very new. And even the dispensaries, you know, they're not clearly marked. Like, if you don't know it's a dispensary, you wouldn't necessarily know it's a dispensary, right. which is intentional. It has no, especially in my area, Cambridge and Somerville, there's no frontage. You can't see in exactly. them. Exactly. It has maybe one sign, and you have to go through a security. Right, so it still seems a little like a private be, club.
2: My, they tend to, yes, it's like a private club. Yeah. Out of the, they tend to be a little off. Some of the, I mean, some of them, yes, are right in downtown areas and not signed right. purposely, but some are kind of Away. almost like industrial parks. But, off that's, the that's, part, path. but that's
1: part of the, the zoning issues, which we've gone to the municipalities because it's not only just local by state; it's local by municipality. So it's right. so individual. Right. So, um, but
2: my, the, I've been to different. probably. I don't know how many because I'm also kind of doing research here. Yeah, so you to see, see what they're like and how, how they're, how they're exactly. like. exactly. And what so, what so like. you
1: try to go through, sort of like what you've experienced. Right. But,
2: the, but the, they yeah. all sort of have this—not only the whole sort of clandestine, This looks sort of like an industrial vibe. They're—they're they're not generally set up in nice spaces
1: well i will say this is what i've learned so i go into a lot of these conferences now and there are interior decorating firms and designers that are set up just for dispensary work so there's yes, but a,
2: who here's yeah, yeah i'm yeah, sure yeah, there but, are so but i will say there's I've a wide range there's a wide range I, of what
1: this, these look who, like
2: you know like it, it's great if you're a, if you want to do design i mean yes they, yeah, these, yeah. these these spaces need better design mm-hmm. for sure even those that you can see did put some effort in right I think it, it's not necessarily so great, but but I'm happy yeah. to hear there are people who are working oh, yeah. on the d- but But who are they? Oh, are no. they 30-year-old guys? Well, you or know are they works. 60-year-old women? Or so let's actually
1: come back to my other favorite topic, is women who have taken time off to be moms or to be the caregiver and are coming back into work. And this is a big part of this industry. I've seen, you know, I've been in this world for a while. And I've seen women, a lot of scientists, women who are in the science mm-hmm. fields who are coming mm-hmm. back into the cannabis field because obviously it's a new area. Right. All the rules have not been written yet, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And that there's an opportunity for women, older women such as myself who are want to come back into this world and again, it's the money issue because it's a cash industry and yeah. if you don't aren't independently wealthy or don't have access to those resources, you can't be in um infiltrating this business. So like getting women in for their pres- infiltrating <laughs> whatever, influencing, right. you know, that's again. So right. where are the women who have the same sensibility as we do? Are right. they setting up these businesses? Uh, you know, this is a new well, world, to, and are we setting up some of the if, rules?
2: Even if if they, they should be, hopefully there yeah. are. But also, even if they're not owners or setting up, um, they they still need to have input. So so there, there yep. needs to what these dispensaries need is listening user, dispensaries <laughs> user experience yep. research and you talk about experience research. Yeah. You want like what is this experience like what is because for me and again this is me i'm one person i walk into these places they do not communicate wellness to me they don't i mean let me rephrase that they're they're not they don't communicate not wellness but they they're not welcoming they
1: feel like they're more focused on there
2: there are too many hard surfaces there's too much noise. So that's, so that's a sensibility issue. It, sense, there's noise in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. You, know, you sort of look at the the like technical, like what an engi- how an engineer would define noise, like mm-hmm. unnecessary information that's coming. And I will say there, there's a too much noise. There's a lot of
1: staff in these places because it's they're they're, they're required and, to have so much you staff.
2: And sometimes the staff sit around looking at YouTube videos, making lots of noise while you're trying to talk to somebody. <laughs> Here's the thing: there's a lot of learning here. Mm-hmm. A lot of learning required. A lot of rethinking right a lot of Understanding the different ways of consuming. I mean, different products. There's so much to learn here. There is so, so much to learn. Which is why we're here, PCM, right. to help us learn. Right. So, <laughs> but, you know, let's, like, when I go to, a, 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 like, I'm dealing with. Um,
1: you have some pain some issues some now. I'm yeah, yeah.
2: about to have hip surgery. Okay. And I'm also dealing with some lower back pain.
1: And so when you came in, so when you came for your medical card, how did you choose which dispensary to go to first? How were you well, told what medicine to get? I wasn't told anything. You weren't told anything, right?
2: I look, you know, even, the way I handle healthcare. In general, for myself, is that because having done a lot of research in that industry, like I. It's just, um, it's just how I approach things. Right. Anyway, okay. so so I do. I, I did all my research before I walked into these places. And okay. I know, okay. Here are the strains that are supposedly good for pain.
1: And what was your experience talking to the bartender, who's like um, your Starbucks barista? Right. So Tell I gave me like, your medical you, opinions. Right. So it's yeah. like, do you have
2: such and such whatever, yeah. and they may not have it, but we have this that's good for pain. Right. But they don't. There was, you know, it's not set up like pain. Like you walk, it's like effects. Yeah. I, the, the signage, like the, the organization, there's like a lot of. So I, I had the experience several times where they said, well, we have this. This really, people say. So it's right, people say, "Yeah, yep. Okay, I understand why that's. And it also, it,
1: it you know, impacts your body in different ways, and then how you right. low and slow, and right. how you dose yourself. and right. so, you know, It a so so universal. This, information- this, is across the, this is across the industry. It's everywhere.
2: Right, so the information is crowdsourced, but everybody in the crowd is a little, is different. Anyway, so I would say, okay, well, that's interesting. Let me look that one up. Right. And I would go to Leafly or Yeah, wherever. Leafly, I've- and sometimes you don't get a good signal because a lot of these places are in, like, basements yeah. or whatever. And so I felt several times that, like, the person who was helping me was sort of getting impatient with me. That well, so but, so this kind of goes, to back, this goes
1: back to the generational thing. So I will say... Do you think
2: that's a generational thing? Oh, I think thing? it is. I think
1: it's just a different way of um, interacting with people. I mean, Jimmy talks a lot about how when he worked with young people on broadcasting, he was literally teaching them to talk to people because they really do interact differently it's just the truth of it and we are we seem very old to them so i think that's right. generational and i will say when i you know when i talk to my friends or when i'm interacting in this way i do some parties now or sort of introducing people it's a very different way of talking to people who are 40 or 50 than talking to someone who's 25 and this is their job i mean
2: i don't mind going in there and seeing people with tattoos or face jewelry that doesn't bother me
1: but they might not they they, they haven't had your, you know we've had we've had their life experience and we're older so we understand how to relate to them but they have not had our life experience so it's very difficult for them to understand exactly what we're going through and that's why i think we do need older people in these dispensaries because they can relate better i
2: would like to see a more diverse staff I agree. So, I would are like you to listening
1: to s- dispensaries? You want older people?
2: I would like to see. Well, I said for us, since older, but yes, older people, mature. Be, again, because as you said it's your opening, and we, I mean, just yeah, yeah. It's just obvious that the emerging market here for this industry are older. You know, old maybe aging, maybe we need a beetle theme dispensary. We can talk about that. That's offline. a whole
1: another show. Um, I'm
2: working on the field of garden art now. Oh, but, that's interesting. Okay. Um, but. Um, the dispensaries do not, you know, they they are not an environment that is um, comfortable. I'm not comfortable going in there. I'm really not, and I'm I'm not a shy, shrinking kind of person. Like I go out of my comfort zone a lot, and I think people should do that. Obviously, yes, I a, agree. Because you grow, because you should. That. Yeah. That said, going to the dispensary and like, oh god, like it. It's just—it's a, Sorry, so, it's, I said, so, a so I think experience. so. I think they
1: are trying to create the dispensaries I'm connected with. They're trying to create communities. They're trying to make spaces that feel welcoming. They I think that maybe what you what, what you what you talk about in terms of qualitative research. What are who, what are they collecting? Because they have to collect all the data for the state, obviously. But are they actually connecting? I'd
2: like to see some age and sex, you know, gender, like mm-hmm. how and and what different people are buying, and also the experience. Like so, when this when the guy tells me. Oh, a lot of customers have said this really is good for pain. Are they capturing that in any other way?
1: But the other the other flip know? side of this is the, just the experience of buying. So I've had talks with people about like almost like Avon parties because that's a much more comfortable way for many people to talk about this product and talk about their experience and to be in a smaller, intimate room with people. That's it. Seems like that seems like a market against obviously the way things are um policies like you can do that but that just seems like a really comfortable way for women especially to talk about it talk about their experience talk about what the you know people don't understand all the different ways you can consume it when i talk to people i talk about the endocannabinoid system how you can use tinctures or edibles or uh, topicals i mean there's so many different ways that people just really don't know and if you go into a shop i can see how you'd be a Little overwhelmed, whereas right. if you were sitting in a comfortable setting I mean, talking I would to your girlfriend, anybody who yeah.
2: has a, of any age, but particularly maybe somebody who's older who, who has a card and goes to a dispensary to really do some research before you go because they're all different. They are not, I mean, in my experience, and I've been to all of them in the Cambridge, Somerville, and Boston mm-hmm. area, all the not every. Outlet, but every company that right, 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 to. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're not drastically s- different. They're all kind of the same. And in general, I think that they're not particularly helpful. So um, well, there's t- there's an excess attitude. Um, and where the market?
1: So you, to, so it's a, I mean, they should be focusing. Right. They should be and paying attention other, to the people who are actually need I, the services.
2: Right. Yeah. The other thing that I do not understand is the music. Like, again if, now we're back to the beatles if,
0: if you had beatles no, you'd be so,
2: happy. That, <laughs> hey, if it were beatles maybe i wouldn't care but it's like what i call like modern dystop- that's, that's what i mean like we don't need it's, that it's dystopian <laughs> modern music you know whatever it actually i don't even care even if it were beatles yeah like, you're any like we're saying there's a lot to learn a lot to know you're having a transaction that is confusing something going to put in your body you and so
1: Unique. And we're countering a lot of inf- bad information that people have absorbed for the past 70 years. Well, right. You're bringing yeah.
2: all your, You're bringing all your stuff around you. the product you with you. And your skepticism. But, right. but, yeah, so, 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 but just this very simple thing. Every single dispensary I went into was playing music that was too loud to have a conversation with the person across the counter. That's just not okay. That's common sense. How is it that nobody, that no grown-up is going in there and saying, okay, like, turn down the music? Or... Don't stand around watching YouTube videos when a, when a customer is down at the other end of the counter talking with somebody.
1: Well, these, these are business things. That I <laughs> so they need to hire some
2: yeah. grown-ups. I do. Know. I mean, I do. I do.
1: It, again, if we're going to talk about this as medical as health, we need to make this feel like it's a comfortable situation for yeah. people who are feeling, you know,
2: people who are in pain, and people it's the, who don't understand what's going on. And the websites pe- are also yeah. a problem. Like when you go to a website to, to um from the dispensary websites, the way they're organized. It's hard to find what you're looking for. At least that was my experience. Again, you know, people oh websites are designed to be intuitive, blah blah blah. Maybe they are. Well, for I mean, some I mean the, web, so the
1: websites are designed with the names, the crazy names of the strains, and then you have to figure out if it's indica sativa. Yeah. Then but you have a to, lot it, of
2: times they'll say like, "What are you looking for?" In well, terms sometimes, of effects sometimes and pain
1: is not there. Sometimes they, oh they do. Oh interesting. That's interesting. So they usually do energy, motivation, relaxation. Yeah. Right. Where's where's
2: pain relief? Yeah. So that's, or stre- even stress-related,
1: especially. Well, I'm sure that I mean I. I don't. I haven't I mean, been. All I haven't yeah. been to all the dispensaries, but I've been to enough shows, so I know that they're marketing things in different ways. I've seen them do it by strain. I've seen them do it by um, impact on your body. I've seen them, you know, different colors. I, I mean, it's. This is a big, this you know, is a big emerging Leafly, market.
2: how Leafly does the thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's almost like I'm sure they think it's very cute and designed to look like the periodic table of the elements. Yeah. It does not work for me. Yeah. I'm like, why? Like, so, I don't need, so, this so is not still, a layout that I So we're I still searching for something.
1: So, so what would you, like if you were, so you, you talk a lot about universal design. So this is really in your head, obviously. Right. So what are the things that you think of that would be universal design that would be better, you know, personally for you, but you think would impact the industry in a really positive way besides doing the research you've talked right. about?
2: Well, one thing when I think about universal design, which is often in terms of, like, building things in a way that um, f- that that are good, c- that promote good body mechanics. Okay. And, such as? And, you know, so so an example that came to mind, I think, I don't know this is every dispensary I mm-hmm. went to, but I remember several times having to, like, bend over a low counter to fill things out. Fill okay. Out <laughs> it sounds silly, right? Like, but, that, but I will say
1: this is, it's sort of off topic, but I used to practice elder law for a while. And there was an entire training session literally on how you just set up your office because there are certain things that you don't think about. Exactly. So these are like things with chairs, with arms, exactly. or I think little rugs. You don't want little rugs around because people can trip. So if, exactly. you're, if you're doing a universal design that's accessible for people who are in pain and a little heavy, bit older.
2: Heavy doors often.
1: Yeah, little heavy. things that happen. Okay. Um, but the, I think the heavy doors part is really because there's a lot of security issues.
2: Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, it's not completely. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it may be, but okay. I, I so you. So moving forward to so so like low counters, yeah. The, well, some of the low the
1: counters might be people people who are in wheelchairs or just I don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, again, I'm <laughs> dealing with back pain. Yeah, okay, and back, back pain. pain. Okay, so yeah. it was very,
1: which are pretty common. Pe- so like when yeah. I'm
2: asked to like bend yeah. down and yeah. lean on a counter, like
1: N- no. not working. Okay, yeah.
2: Um, what other what other good ideas? The lighting is too harsh. Okay um well the noise i said the music i mean i have a whole list of things but like you know like they need but to, it would be interesting i mean, i mean, i mean, i've I'm, I'm, I'm literally i've never done any them.
1: research on this but it'd be interesting yeah. to see if there they are any to do companies user out there that experience are spe- they, but even like specializing there must be companies out there that are thinking about specializing in this they have to be well vision me. i mean they, like, they, call candy they, <laughs>
2: they, they, you need to have somebody uh they, they need to do like a walkthrough with different um customers different you know representing different demographics right and see how that space or that website mm-hmm. works for that person and you want to design it in a way that is the most inclusive that it's going to That's universality. Universality. Right, universal. That's, universal. right universal. that's going to yeah. meet the needs of the most of people everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean I I don't know when I walk into these dispensaries they don't communicate health and wellness to me. They it, there's some kind of and so again, your dream, so
1: your dream dispensary is something that is uh, accessible for you physically and everyone physically, and that um, creates a vibe inside that is warm and inviting, or really more medicinal, or like what's your idea of health well, and wellness? I was
2: just going to say, you know, it's an interesting thing. I was talking yeah. about this with a friend about like how um, the employees are dressed, and or you know, just different things. Like it's all new, so there's it is no all new. standard yet. Somebody and said, "Well, maybe they should just wear khakis and white shirts." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! no, no, no. no, no. I don't need that." But what maybe they should wear like lab coats? I said, "No, pretentious." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, but I'm sure they're out there
1: somewhere. Someone's right. wearing a lab coat. So the yeah. question
2: is, how do you? <laughs> it's it's uncharted territory, mm-hmm. is what makes this challenging and exciting. And actually. and
1: and there the market for this, you know. Although we talk about baby, it's everybody. And mm-hmm. I will say, now that I am in this work, everybody has a story and. There's are so many different type of people who want to get connected to this that there needs to be a wide variety of dispensaries and places for people to... Um purchase their cannabis and to learn how to use it properly. That's a big medical health no, and wellness these, thing. Right. Yeah. The
2: other, it's like bombarded. It's a very, I would describe it, these dispensaries, as very information rich. Mm-hmm. Almost too information yeah. rich. Yeah. Okay. So when I'm walking in there and I'm looking at these uh, electronic signs, which, by the way, change too quickly, yeah. Um, yeah. and are basically the same thing that they've printed out, and it's just very like, yeah. where do I look? What do I need to know? Um, and then they start explaining to me about the discounts and the delivery oh. option and the p- friend, refer a friend, so and the punch so card. It's too
1: much. So that's really about the business. That's not about the health and wellness at all.
2: Well, but it it, 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 it contributes to the experience for me. And again, like I'm dealing right, like I'm about to have surgery, so I'm in a particular so state. right. Um, but And when you got your medical...
1: Hard. Did anyone give you any advice in terms of what you should be looking for, how much you should be dosing, if you no, should be using tinctures no, or edibles, or no? No, no, no one gave you any it's advice. Not, no. So I that's mean, one of the, that's a big component of this right, that needs to be right. framed yeah, up the, and the fixed. Education
2: piece. Yeah. But um, so when I go, like, it's just like too much information at once. Like, and also. I don't know. It, it, it's just not a pleasant experience going to the dispensaries. Right, so Again, the... other people may feel differently. But we're looking, you know, we're
1: talking about a specific population, and you know, we want to buy too. Right. So I we want wanna, we want to feel
2: I want some yeah. uh, some awareness of acoustics. Because so I couldn't imagine my
1: imagine up... my my eighty four year old mother walking into a dispensary. That would be very uncomfortable well, for that's
2: her. That's the thing. <laughs> I, you know, like I'm at an age where, like I as like I say, I don't mind the the tattoos. I don't mind yeah. the face jewelry, Like other older people might, whatever. Like, right. but. But I am, and I'm also, like, aware enough, and because I'm a researcher, when I walk into the dispensary, I'm wearing several hats. I'm a patient, I'm a researcher, I'm a sociologist, uh, you know, and I'm... You know, I'm a user experience researcher, right. and um, and, 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 and you're just interesting, and
1: you're talking about what well, we were going to talk about today a little bit was the generation because your daughter is actually working in the industry, so that's right. a whole nother. Well, she
2: kind of got me. Yeah. My daughter actually was the one who suggested I get a all right. medical. and card. You, have,
1: you have a grandson, right? Yeah, two grandsons. Two grandsons. So there's a whole other topic that we need to talk about. Right.
2: Well, we, uh, yeah. (laughs) Which is what
1: I talk to a lot of my guests about, like, how do you talk about, well, usually their children, or what is their, you know, because we're normalizing this, what is their understanding of cannabis? A lot of people with very young children talk about how they know it's mommy or daddy's medication, and they really know that in their head. I don't
2: know how my kids are going to deal with that. I mean, because one grandson is five, and the other is nine, and both parents are consumers. Right. So... I'm not really sure. And um, I had
1: actually heard this dad like, a couple more minutes. Oh, my goodness, this goes fast. But a couple more minutes. But when I was listening to a uh, can of podcast from California, I know the dad talking about the three elements that he talks about. Intoxication, medication and activation, which I think is a really interesting way to talk about cannabis, because although we talk about it in this health and wellness space, mm-hmm. people are using it. Just to get through their day instead of taking Xanax to get them a little right, boost, and that, that's, that's and that, health. that's that's health that and is wellness. health, and, and like even like sports, and so that's <laughs> the activation. So when he was he said when he was trying to describe it to their children, those are the three words.
2: I'm not sure what the activation piece. Means. So the
1: activation is so intoxication is your you know right. your medication is people using it for stress or for seizures mm-hmm. or for whatever Pain the relief. specific medical issue, and mm-hmm. then activation is really what a lot of people use it for to get to that little extra boost of energy they need to right. refocus or right. a lot of people are using it with sports now or right. um, well, if, it's, whole, it's, it's, know, it's, the... it's a, a different way of understanding how cannabis impacts your body which is very different from alcohol which I think that's the big message it and has much, to get out
2: and, and also much less harmful and, and much less, less harmful to get people violent or agitated yeah, or so aggressive. many
1: things yeah. All right. so anyways, yeah. but our time here is almost done I know it's very fast do you yeah. want to talk any like sort of roundup about Beatles and generation well, and I, I social mean, research or right. um
2: <laughs> I guess what I would say, I mean, my focus right now thinking about this and Use you know my experience as a researcher in in the healthcare world and as somebody who lived through and on un- the sixties the, the seventies uh, has been alive for 60 years and understands and you the, the baggage change around this exactly, product exactly. Um, I think that it's a shame that there are probably a lot of people in their sixties seventies eighties who are dealing with pain mm-hmm. and for whatever reason again the, there's a lot of barriers there. I learned this morning that only one percent of Massachusetts doctors right, right. Um, can prov- you know can help a patient get a card Which that's is just a wrong. barrier that's a big that barrier that is a huge barrier it's it it speaks this I mean it's a lot to unpack there is a lot to unpack but the there. bottom line <laughs> is that it's a huge barrier. And so, but let's say you go ahead and you find it, you know, you get your card. Then there's, you have, then this is a dispensary. And the dispensary experience, as I've described it for me, may be um,
1: uncomfortable or may put you off. Put you off. Or you so, may be able not be able to find the correct product the first time and you may not go back. Right. right? So
2: there's a large trial and error. Um, I have found, I mean, the good news here, I mean, is that I actually have identified a couple of strains that Excellent. absolutely help my. Um, hip and back pain
1: good for you so yeah. that's a good thing and that's the other discussion we could have had is about what's going to happen after your surgery and how the medical community handles people who use well, cbd the or I mean, the other our full spectrum
2: website very little about cannabis um, how it had, interacts
1: with the other medications we don't have much information right. about that There's
2: a lot of research that needs to be done at the product level at the marketing level at the user experience level and it's exciting. I it mean, is it's, exciting. It's, it's That's opportunities always, and we're changing. And, change,
1: and we're, we're literally. This is what we're doing. One story at a time. Trying to change the, the narrative so people can understand that you know it's seventy years, seventy-five years of bad information. It's going to be difficult to shift. The perspective of a lot of people who grew up with that right
2: it's like remember all those things we told you never mind that's literally what i told my (laughs) son
1: i came home from denver in 2016 and said i'm sorry literally everything i told you was wrong i know nothing and we're going to relearn this together and i think that's hard for people to accept that they have to change their belief the
2: the generation that grew up with (laughs) dare seems more ready to accept medical marijuana and cannabis etc than people in my generation who grew up with it but with the stigma around it.
1: You've lived longer, too, so you've absorbed it more.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's all very interesting, and it's interesting to watch. And we're going to keep the conversation
1: going here with you. So thank you, Candy. Thank you, Joyce. This was great. So from my guest, Candy Leonard, Dr. Candy Leonard, I am your host, Joyce Gerber, and I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Cannamom. If you want to share your cannabis story with me, give me a... Drop me a line at Joyce at ProCannabisMedia.com. And I am looking forward to sharing your story that's changing this cannabis world. For the uh, Pro Cannabis Media group, this is Joyce Gerber. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: I'm Larry Mishkin. And I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.